Recently, Donnie McClurkin presented his view of the future at Leeds University as part of the CASI Autumn Programme. CASI, that's C-A-S-S-E, it's the Centre for the Advancement of the Steady State Economy. That's an international organisation. Two people heavily involved in it are Rob Dietz and Dan O'Neill, and they've written a book called Enough is Enough, Building a Sustainable Economy in a World of Finite Resources. It's a good read. I recommend you have a look for it. It's available in, in all good bookshops and, of course, online. And in the context of Cassie, they run a series of events. And this one, as I said, was Donnie McClurkin presenting his view of the future. This is Anthony Day. Welcome to your weekly Sustainable Futures podcast. Donnie's thesis is that all organisations will be or should be not-for-profit by the middle of the century. He started by explaining the difference between not-for-profits and the third sector, which, is, which used to be almost totally dependent on handouts. Now, 53% of not-for-profit revenue is self-generated and used for the organisation's social purpose. By contrast, in Donnie's view, the traditional capitalist for-profit businesses are socially divisive and exacerbate economic inequality. This is not due to paying exorbitant salaries, but results from capital gains, dividends and inheritance. Apparently, just 85 individuals in the world control wealth equivalent to that owned by 3.5 billion people. I'll say that again because it's quite a staggering statistic. Just 85 individuals in this world control wealth equivalent to that owned by 3.5 billion people about half the world's population. The constant growth of for-profits also brings ecological devastation. Donnie challenges the accepted wisdom that states that competition and self-interest are what makes society work. He believes that the centralisation of wealth and power creates social and economic stratification and a compulsion to consume. He challenges the myth, the American dream, that anyone can be wealthy. In fact, only 5% of Americans ever move from their original social economic position. What should be done? Central market regulation? Concentrating power in the hands of the state is no better than concentrating it in the hands of the rich. And the line between the rich and the state can easily become blurred. Strong regulation can stifle innovation. Growth continues. Self-regulating capitalism? Donnie does not believe that we can rely on for-profits to innovate the world out of ecological disaster. From his work on nanotechnology, he doesn't even believe that for-profits could achieve decarbonisation in time to avoid disaster. Self-regulating capitalism is still capitalism, still reliant on growth. The alternative solution is the not-for-profit enterprise where the organisation socialises its profits. In other words, it either uses its profits to further its social purpose or donates its profits to organisations benefiting the community. There are no shareholders demanding dividends and no owners who can turn a profit by selling 
off all or part of the business. Not-for-profits are better because not-for-profits can outperform traditional businesses. The example of the credit unions versus the banks in the US was quoted, although Donnie did admit that in the US credit unions get special tax breaks. Not-for-profits use freeware rather than expensive mainstream software. Employees are more motivated, empowered, working in organisations with a flatter structure. Not-for-profits create open-source research rather than licensing their intellectual property in order to make money from users as the traditional for-profit would. The motivation and commitment from working for a not-for-profit can lead to remarkable productivity gains. The quoted example was that car manufacturer Wikispeed could develop in eight days what would take Toyota 30 years. The politest thing I can say about that statistic is that I don't believe it. Let's not overstate the case now. However, do have a look at the Wikispeed website, because what they're doing is quite revolutionary. Examples of not-for-profits are Mozilla, creators of the Firefox browser, and Wikipedia. Working together is better. There's more concern about the origin of products. Not-for-profits are more ethical, and they never plan for obsolescence. The wide availability of digital resources means that the barriers to entry to many businesses are very low. Capital costs are falling, and crowdfunding, a completely new source of finance, is widely used by not-for-profits. For larger investments, shares should be replaced with community bonds, as has been tried in Canada. Holders receive a fixed return but have no part in the ownership of the enterprise and no right to a share of the profits, although they can lose their total investment if things go wrong. Profits should be a means to an end, not an end in themselves. For this to happen, for the world's wealth to be equitably distributed, NFPs, not-for-profits, are necessary, although not sufficient. What do I think? Undoubtedly, global inequality needs to be tackled, and at first sight, universal not-for-profit seems an ideal solution. I have a number of concerns. In the traditional model, a company borrows money to set itself up. Service companies, ideas companies, software companies can be set up for pocket money. Manufacturing companies, retailers, farms, transport, power generators and heavy industry need significant investment. Some is borrowed as fixed interest bonds. Interest is paid whether profits are made or not. If it all goes wrong, bondholders get part of anything that's left. Shareholders get nothing. Nevertheless, shareholders invest. They support the company, they take the risk. If there's no profit, there's no dividend. If it goes wrong, shareholders can lose the whole investment. They invest in the knowledge that they are taking a risk and they expect to be rewarded for that risk with dividends in the good times and increasing value of their shares. They share in the growth in the value of a business that they have helped create. All businesses are risky, some more so than others. We need innovation, but innovating businesses can be the most risky of all. If we go to a total not-for-profit model, who takes the risk? If we're going to convert existing businesses to not-for-profit, who's going to buy out the existing shareholders? And what will they spend the money on? And if we nationalise everything, are we ready for the backlash? Can every enterprise be a social enterprise? 
Will we find people who will be motivated by every occupation, even the dirtiest jobs? I asked what would happen to pensions if there were no more shares of pension funds to buy. Buy bonds instead. But the increasing reach of the social sector and growing support for the elderly will mean a reducing requirement for pensions. Really? Sounds like David Cameron's big society, RIP. If I have foregone consumption throughout my life to assure a comfortable retirement, I expect to enjoy it in proportion to the savings I've made. Not rely on universal handouts. Donnie's presentation was delivered with clarity and confidence without a single note or slide, and he kept our attention throughout. There's lots to think about. After a struggle, I pre-ordered his book, which is called How on Earth. When I say a struggle, don't try and get it from his website. Get it from the usual channels. I look forward to reading it and learning more. It's out, I think, April of next year. I'm Anthony Day, and this has been another episode of the Sustainable Futures podcast. I hope this is something else which has interested you. I've got a number of topics coming up uh, scheduled for the next few weeks, including is this the end of fossil fuels and um, other interesting things like that. A few quotations which you've been collecting over the year, which I shall publish on Boxing Day because that's a Friday this year. If you like this, please go to iTunes and give me a review. If you didn't like it, please send me an email. I'm really pleased to see the number of hits on this podcast is going up and up. I've already had in November more than three times as many as I had in October. And tell your friends, and please do subscribe so you get notified regularly every time, every Friday, that I put up another event. This is Anthony Day, signing off for now. Thank you.